Greetings to those who watch below. Before we start today's stories, I'd like to give a huge shout out and a massive thank you to those who dwell below. You are Steffi Ray, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, and of course, Ghost City Shelton. Thank you so much guys for all the support that you give the channel. If you'd like to join them, make sure to click the link in the description box below, and you can become one of those who dwell below. Spirits are given many names, phantoms, apparitions, entities, but one strikes horror into people more than others, poltergeists. Today we look at some truly creepy poltergeist stories. Playful Ghost or Poltergeist by Yavara95 The first encounter that I remember was when my daughter was about 12. She'd bought a CD and left it on her bed. Later that day she came and told me it was gone, so I went to look for it, telling her it must have fallen down the side or back. She insisted it couldn't have, as it was on the middle of the bed. I knelt on the floor to look underneath the bed, as she continued to say it couldn't have fallen. So I said loudly, Okay, whoever took it, put it back please, and laughed. Just then, a small ornamental doll, of about two or three inches tall, fell from a shelf about three feet away from me, and hit my head. It had been up there a few years and never been touched, so I thought it was strange that it fell. We were both shocked as to how it fell, as really it should have hit the floor. Then, a loud bang came from another bedroom, and we ran to see what it was, but there was no sign of anything. Some minor things happened in between that I took no notice of. At Christmas some time after, my daughter got a small laptop. After dinner she went to her bedroom to get it, and the screen was smashed inside. Nobody had been upstairs. I let it pass, and told her it must have been faulty. One morning I went to her bedroom to make up the bed, and as I entered the room, a pair of her spectacles literally flew off a shelf past me and landed three or four feet away. If they just fell, they would have landed on the table beneath. This really scared me. At one stage I asked my daughter if anything else happened that she hadn't told me, and apart from seeing a blue light shoot across the kitchen in the dark, she said she sees small shadows frequently. I was shocked. Then, one Halloween night, we had been listening to ghost stories on the radio and TV, and all went to bed around half one in the morning. While in my bedroom, I heard my daughter scream. I called to her, and she told me she was okay. Seconds later, she ran in screaming, half-dressed, and said a hairband she had left on her bed was moving. She'd seen it move two or three times. I told her she was imagining it, because of the ghost stories we'd been listening to, but she insisted it moved. I tried to console her by saying it was just from the electricity from her hair, but it was a new hairband that hadn't been worn. I went into her room just to check everything was okay for her, and as I stood there, the hairband, which was about a 12-inch oval shape, moved twice right in front of me. I was completely shocked and scared. She'd never really been frightened by any of the other things, but this really scared her. She slept with us that night, but after that went back to her room. She continued to see shadows, and would sometimes look over at me when she saw something, 
but say nothing. Overall, this lasted about two or three years that I know of, and then it just stopped. The house we lived in was only four years old at the time, and there were lots of houses close by. That was ten years ago, and I don't think there have been any strange happenings since. Well, those that I know about, anyway. Our haunted home. Poltergeist activity that followed us by Valor. I grew up in the Bay Area in California. The house I grew up in was built from the ground up by my father. No previous owners. My father is not a good man. He's done terrible things and is a cruel, angry person. And I do believe that a lot of the negative energy he carries was imbued into the building of this home. Since an early age, I've apparently been surrounded by spirit. Me, my mum, my sister, and my brother all have abilities. This is not a story of one singular incident. This is a collection of all the paranormal things that happened in my home while I grew up there. When I was a baby, I used to share a room with my sister, who was six years older than me. She said when I was a baby sleeping in my crib, she used to see scary faces floating over the crib, and it frightened her so much that she used to bring me into bed with her to keep me safe. Strange things always occurred in my home, and I don't know a single family member that didn't have an experience of some kind. Our home was a toxic one. There was a lot of mental, physical, and emotional abuse. I'd say it was a breeding ground for negative paranormal activity. Some common events that would occur were voices, but it wasn't voices of someone else. It was always the voice of someone in the family, so this entity would mimic. I'd be home alone after school, and I'd hear my mum come in the front door and call my name. I'd yell back that I was home, and I'd hear nothing. I'd get up to look around and see where my mum was. I'd check the garage, and her car wasn't in there. She hadn't even gotten home yet. I was home alone. This type of thing happened to us all the time. We'd hear our names being called by what seemed to be family members, and 99% of the time we were home alone when it occurred. If someone was home, it wasn't the person who was calling our name. Oddly enough, no one ever heard my father call for them. It was usually a sibling or my mother's voice. We'd often feel like someone was right behind us, only to turn around and see nothing. We see things dart out of the corner of our eyes. We had cats in the house, but whatever was darting back and forth out of our peripheral was not our cats, because it was tall as a person. Speaking of the cats, they would randomly stare at certain spots. Their fur would puff up, and they'd growl as if threatened, but nothing was there. We'd feel tugs or taps on our shoulders or clothing, only to turn round and have no one there. The standard anomaly of things going missing would happen. At the time, each of us blamed each other for stealing something of ours, but as it turns out, that wasn't the case. I think it's important to add that while each of us was being haunted, none of us ever told any other family or member what we were experiencing. It wasn't until we were older and things started happening to guests 
that we started sharing our stories. Eventually, as we got into our teenage years, this entity took on a form. I think because of all the negativity in the home, it just fed this thing, and it got to the point where it manifested as form. Our house had a very long hallway, think the original Poltergeist movie, and it had bedrooms all on one side of the hallway, and on the other side was just solid wall, with a couple of closet doors. It was dark, long, and scary, and at the end of the hallway was the last bedroom. On the side of the bedrooms it went, bedroom, bathroom, bedroom, bedroom, and at the end of the hall, causing an L shape, was the last bedroom. The first bedroom was mine, then the bathroom, then my sister's room, then an office, and at the end of the hall was my brother's room. I bring up the layout to the house because it's important in order to understand how this thing would travel. It was a dark, smoky black form that would hover in the corner of my bedroom and travel against the wall and go through the wall to the bathroom, then through my sister's room, then down to the office, and then to my brother's room, and it would randomly travel along that path, terrorising each of us at random times. We always felt like we were being watched. There was an overwhelming feeling of dread and pure terror. I don't think I ever fully slept while I lived in that house, and I still have trouble sleeping to this day. I used to sleep with a knife under my pillow. I don't know what this could have done against the entity, but I felt I should at least have had something. Its MO used to be that it would move things, call out our names, dart around, tap us, all during the day, but the poltergeist activity happened at night. I always slept with a nightlight on, and I'd fall asleep in brief stints, awake for two hours and asleep for 45 minutes, really. I would randomly wake up to see all of my drawers in my dresser opened, my closet doors open, and my armoire doors also open. I tried to shake it off as my sister or brother pulling a prank, but there was no way I didn't hear all of this happening, as I was such a light sleeper. The first time it happened, I walked down to my sister's room, and she was fast asleep, as was my brother. So, I just closed all the doors and drawers and tried to go back to sleep. It didn't happen every night. Frankly, I think it would take turns bothering each of us, kind of like it was making the rounds, and just picked a person to bother that night. Everyone always had terrible nightmares. My sister, who would also sleep with a light on, used to experience something pulling on her feet while she was asleep. She would feel like her feet were being pulled off the bed. She would also feel like she was being strangled and couldn't breathe. One night she heard a noise that sounded like someone was standing right outside her window. She said she was too scared to pull back the curtain, but she just listened and then heard heavy breathing. The odd thing was the window was closed. That had to be some pretty heavy breathing to hear it through the window if it was coming from outside. When she heard the breathing and then realised the window was closed, it dawned on her that it must be inside the room, not outside, and she ran screaming down the hallway and got my mum up. My father justified it as a deer, 
We have a lot of wildlife in the hills of Northern California, and my father said it must have been a wild animal standing outside her window breathing heavily. Nevertheless, my father, per our request, installed a motion detection light outside. Afterwards, she never heard anything outside her window, but we would hear scratching and footsteps on the roof. This is a one-story ranch-style house with no attic. Again, my father said a raccoon must have climbed on our house and was running across the roof. The motion sensor lights would go off, but when we looked outside, nothing would be there. No sounds of animals running away. Our neighbours were right next door, divided only by a fence and a wall of short shrubs. This always happened at night, and again, it was always random. We had something occurring every day, during the day with the voices, the darting shadow, the tapping, and at night, something would happen somewhere to someone. Although again, we never really talked about it until after my sister had studied abroad after high school and came back home to live. Growing up, she thought all of it was in her head. It wasn't until she studied abroad and nothing ever happened to her while living somewhere else that she concluded it has to be the home. After she, after she got home and started experiencing things again, she knew it was something and she wasn't going crazy. She kept her suspicions to herself as not to scare me and my brother because up to this point, she thought it was only her experiencing things. The last straw for me was when I was 17. I was trying to go to sleep and I drifted off. When I opened my eyes, I couldn't move and couldn't breathe. It felt as if a person were laying on me, pinning my arms down. I could feel the hot breath on my face. I couldn't scream or move. It lasted probably 10 seconds, but it felt like an eternity. I finally got it to go away when I thought to myself, get off me. It receded down my legs with a cold blast and was gone. I flew out of the bed, screaming down the hallway and got my mum. My brother tried to reassure me that it was sleep paralysis. I would have believed him if I hadn't had bruises on my arms while I was pinned down. I don't know if sleep paralysis can manifest physical evidence, but I was aware that people could hear and see things during sleep paralysis. It was at that point I started sleeping on the couch in the family room. Two days later, my sister started sleeping on the other couch across from me in our family room. There we were, one almost an adult and the other an adult, sleeping in the family room because we were terrified of what was in our bedrooms. The activity lessened when we slept in there. As I said, it seemed to primarily travel along the route of bedrooms down the hallway. It didn't seem to venture into the other areas of the house, at least not at night. When I asked my sister why she moved to the family room, she refused to talk about it. She just said she didn't like being so far away from me. All of the ghostly activity came out into the open when friends and family started to stay with us. My brother had a friend who didn't have a great home life, so he would stay off and on with us and he would sleep in my sister's room since she was sleeping on the couch. He said he didn't like sleeping in there. He said, I never sleep well in there. I feel like I can't breathe and I'm being strangled. My cousin, who frequently came to town on business, would stay with us, and again would use my sister's bedroom. He too said he didn't like sleeping in there. He said it felt like he was being strangled and couldn't breathe. 
He said he also felt like someone was climbing into bed with him. These are grown men being too freaked to sleep in there. At one point, my grandmother got sick and had surgery. She ended up staying with us for a while, and my mum and father put her in my bedroom. After one night in there, she said, I won't sleep in there again. There are faces in the corners of the room, and they're evil and mean to do harm. They ended up moving her down the hallway to my brother's room, who had moved out at this point. One by one, people that had no idea what we had been experiencing came out and said they hated those rooms and had bad experiences in there. It was at that point, my siblings and I started to question each other, and all our stories came out. We corroborated each other's experiences. The only one that actually saw a full-bodied apparition was my brother. My brother was a big guy. He was an athlete and lifted weights. He used to sleep with his door closed and locked, because he slept naked. He said one night, he woke up to a man saying his name in his ear. Wake up to him. My brother being annoyed and wondering how in the hell someone got into his locked bedroom, sat up and saw no one. He shook it off and went back to sleep. A little while later, he heard it again, but louder. Wake up, Tim, right in his ear. At this point, he was pissed and ready to kick someone's butt. He sat up and said he saw a man standing against his dresser. He was dressed all in white with a cane and a bowler hat. My brother said he didn't look evil, but he didn't seem nice either. My brother just said, what the fuck do you want? And it vanished. He never saw it again. Eventually all us kids moved out. My mum said she never experienced anything there beyond the daytime stuff of shadows and voices. Years later, my mum ended up sleeping primarily in my sister's old room because my father and her were in the process of separating. My brother and his wife were there from out of state for a visit with their four-year-old son. They slept in my brother's old room and refused to sleep anywhere else. My mum was right down the hall asleep in my sister's room, while my nephew, who knew nothing about the house, came in very early in the morning and tried to wake up my mum. My mum told him that she was still tired and sleeping and to come snuggle with her instead, which he would usually gladly do. He said no and walked out. A few minutes later he came back in and woke up my mum again and asked her to get up. She said no and that she was tired. She thought this was odd because my nephew is a well-behaved child and usually listens well. After she said no, he started to walk out, stopped, turned around and said, Granny, I need you to sleep somewhere else. Then he pointed to the corner of the room and said, There's a something. My mum didn't want to scare him any further because his eyes were as big as saucers, and he really wanted her out that room. So she just got up and walked out with him. It had been about three years of just my parents living there, but apparently this thing was still there. Eventually, after my parents' divorce, the house was empty except for my dad. When my parents divorced, all of us kids one by one fell out with my dad, and we haven't spoken to him for years. From what I've heard, he still lives there. My sister still lived in California, but moved to Southern California. I moved out of state and across the country to the east. My brother moved out of the United States and lives in Europe. At this point, I'm married and have a child of my own. About six years ago, I was having severe trouble sleeping. I was still having nightmares about that house. 
and every time I have a nightmare, that house is where everything takes place. It doesn't matter what the subject of the dream is, it always takes place there. So I was going through a bout where I wasn't sleeping well and had a feeling of uneasiness. I would dream about being in the darkness, inside whatever this shadow figure was. I was struggling to figure out how to get rid of these nightmares, when my sister emailed me and said, I saw the thing again. I woke up in the middle of the night and it was hovering over my face. I told her I was having nightmares about it. We contacted my brother, and he said he too was having sleep disturbances and odd things happening. He'd never had a problem at his residence in Europe until then. We figured the thing had gotten bored, or was lessening in energy, and it started making the rounds between us three again. We all scoured our current homes to find anything that had a connection to that house. I had an ice upholstered chair that my father had made for me in my bedroom. My sister and brother had both found furniture pieces that we had all taken with us when we moved. We promptly got rid of them, and the three of us together meditated and drew the entity towards us, and one by one, each of us stood our ground and took back all our power it had sapped out of us over the years until it shrunk to nothing. It hasn't bothered us since. It's been 15 years since I've stepped foot in that home, and I know my dad still lives there all alone. I don't know if it still hangs out there, or if me and my siblings finally banished it. I just know it hasn't been around since we all banded together to rid ourselves of it. A Poltergeist That Hated Blondes by Emmeline Texas My story started in 1982. My dad had been in the military for 32 years, and then had worked for NASA before he retired. Because of his military service, he and my mum were eligible to travel anywhere in the world by military transport if there was available room, and pay a nominal fee for any meals while in flight. They'd never been to Hong Kong, and it had long been on their bucket list. They arranged for the trip, which would be for about two weeks if I remember correctly. They were worried leaving their house empty for that long, and asked me to house sit. There had been a string of burglaries in the area, but they targeted houses that were up for sale or empty. Now, the house I grew up in was not a very cosy or warm or fuzzy place. The rumour that I heard when we moved in was that a boy of 13 had killed himself with a shotgun a couple of years prior to us moving in. I had never been able to substantiate the rumour, and it was definitely forbidden in my house to ask about it. It was a standard ranch in the Burbs built in probably 1968 or 69, when California started booming, and my parents got a suspiciously good deal on it. But I digress. This house just did not feel friendly. Even with all the windows and doors open, it felt dark. When you entered the front door, you had the kitchen and family to your right, living room to the left, and a long hallway leading back to four bedrooms and two baths. Classic L-shape, with the tile roofs of a pseudo-hacienda. The energy made me nervous. Quite often at night you would hear footsteps going down the hall, turning and going to the kitchen. There was a built-in desk there where they kept a phone, answering machine and fax machine. Without fail, we would hear the fax machine dialing, and the phone speaker would pick up ringing. No one ever answered, thank God. My dad was an ex-search and rescue man. He quickly shut down any discussion. If you grew up military, you understand that one look 
would make you wilt in your seat. They left for their trip, and I nervously settled in. I had the instinct to keep myself near the front of the house. I chose the family room couch in order to stay as close to the front door as possible. Things have a habit of pretty much saying, I see you, and I have to say, I see you too, which can lead to a pretty nasty standoff. The first night there, I stayed up late, and finally went to sleep about 2am. At 3 o'clock, right on the dot, yes, I know the cliché, the little entity came walking down the hall. Step, shuffle, step. All the way into the kitchen. I waited for it to start dialing. Nope. It paused, and the footsteps came right up to where I was lying on the couch. I was feeling an energy surge, but I didn't see anything. My impression was that it was agitated. In my head, I heard, move. I was trying to wake up and pull myself together, when it said again, move. More urgent, and I sat up and started putting my shoes on. There was a kitchen between me and the front door. I was flabbergasted that this thing I had been afraid of was more scared than I was. I was shaking and fumbling for my car keys. This thing was screaming in my head, Move, please, go, please, go, now, go! And I bolted for the kitchen. As I got to the edge of the dining room, I heard what this ghost was afraid of. It sounded huge. Heavy footsteps boomed down the hall. Something growled, and I heard the farthest bedroom door slam, then the next one, then the bathroom. Only one doorway left before it got to the kitchen. I grabbed the front door knob and frantically tried to get it open, but it wouldn't budge. It was unlocked, but there was so much pressure that I couldn't pull it open. The last door slammed, and I prayed for help to get it open. It suddenly popped open so hard that I fell backward into the wall and scrambled outside on my hands and knees. Behind me, the front door slammed so hard that the wood in the frame splintered in an area about three inches across. I sat in the car until dawn, and never again went into that house at night. I took a friend back with me to check it before dark every night. My parents sold it to my sister when they downsized, but I never went over there again. Years later, I told this story to a friend of mine, who had spent time with me over there when we were in high school. His comment? That poltergeist that hates blondes? Yes, he had felt it too. We're both blondes. It had trapped him in the kitchen one day. I wondered why he'd suddenly stopped coming over. Strange Noise on the Bottom Bunk by D.J. This encounter happened when I was about 12. It was a week before Thanksgiving 1997, and I had gotten suspended from school for about three or four days for something petty. On the first day of my suspension, I was awakened by the sound of the plastic cover moving on the bottom bunk. The plastic protective covering was never taken off it at the time. I looked at the clock on the dresser, and was thinking that my little sister, who slept on the bottom bunk at the time, was going to be late for school. I dozed back off for a few minutes until the sound woke me up again. I told my sister she'd better get up or she's going to be late, but I noticed she didn't answer. The noise continued on in intervals. 
It was exactly as if someone were taking their hands and rubbing it across the plastic. But the noise was only coming from the part towards the foot of the bed and nowhere else. What was also strange was that there was absolutely no body movement behind it. Just noise. Directly across the bunk bed, about five feet away, there's a large dresser with a large mirror built into it. I looked at the clock, then sat up in the bed and moved over to look into the mirror, down onto the bottom bunk, to tell my sister to wake up. I was only confused briefly when I looked down and noticed that no one was there. At that very moment, the plastic made the noise again from the same spot I was looking at. I got so scared that I literally leapt off the top bunk and ran out the room, leaving the door open and ran into my parents' room where my dad was still sleeping. I was so scared that I got in the bed with my dad and woke him up telling him what happened, but he just kind of shook it off and went back to sleep. After some time, I could still hear the noise carrying on in my bedroom at different intervals, and eventually it stopped completely. I was still scared, but I felt comfortable being around my dad, so I was finally able to get some more sleep. At around 11am, he woke up and woke me as well, telling me to get ready as we were going uptown for a while before he had to leave for work. That took my mind off things, and eventually I had forgotten about what happened earlier. Around 1pm or so, we came back home, and he had to leave for work. So, I was left alone, until my mum and little sister came back home at four. I was having fun playing with one of my handheld games in the den, while watching TV on the couch. Time went on, and I was just chilling. Then out of nowhere, that exact same noise from down in my bedroom started up again. I turned the TV down and just froze. This time the noise was more loud, intense, and continuous. I mean, it was as if something was deliberately trying to scare me or get my attention. It was only the plastic covering on the bed making noise, nothing else. I was literally scared stiff, but I tried to lean back slowly on the couch to look down the hallway towards the bedroom, see if I could see anyone moving in the room. But I didn't see anything, and the bedroom was well lit from the sunlight shining through one of the windows. It took every bit of courage for me to slowly get off the couch and hide behind it, so that who, or whatever was down in the room, wouldn't eventually come out and see me. I was so scared that I almost started crying. I had to use the bathroom so badly, but all I could do was hold it and stay frozen behind the couch in one position. The noise continued on for hours, up until about 30 minutes or so, before my mum and little sister came home, which was around 4.30. I have never in my life been so glad to see them. I didn't think I told my mum about what happened, but later on that night, I told her that I wanted the plastic cover taken off the bottom bunk, so we did just that. I checked the plastic carefully for holes, just in case maybe a small animal or something may have gotten in it and was moving around, but there were no holes to be found. I checked under the bed, but also found nothing. The ceiling fan and air vent wasn't on, and had no way of blowing air on the bottom bunk anyway, so that was out of the question altogether. The rest of my days home from suspension 
went on without event. Though I was still wary, I wasn't as scared anymore. At the time during the encounter, I wasn't even thinking about a ghost, but it dawned on me later that it may have been one. The question that plagued me was why was it trying to scare me, and why was it focusing only on the plastic covering the bed? Whatever it was, or its reason, it was the most terrifying thing I ever went through to date. Hi guys, thank you ever so much for listening to today's stories. I really hope you enjoyed them. If you did, make sure to like, share, comment and subscribe to the channel. Also hit the notification bell, that way you will be informed as soon as the next video goes live. So, until next time, sleep tight. <laughs>